0: everybody! Welcome to uh, Six Months Later, the podcast one hundred and eighty days in the making, uh, where we talk to interesting people about their lives, and then we check back in with them in six months, and we're like, "Hey, what whatever happened to that guy?" And then we find out. <laughs> that's the problem with most podcasts is that you're like, "Whatever happened to that guy after he left the podcast?" And now you don't have to listen to another podcast to find out. You find it all out in one podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm your host. <laughs> Matthew Shadorn, and I am joined as always by
1: my co-host Tara Newton Wordsworth. Hello.
0: Hey Tara, how are you today?
1: Oh my god, I'm so good. How are you, Matt?
0: I'm all right. Do you have a good week?
1: Yeah. You know what? I have been painting my bathroom, and I feel like this is definitely the closest I've come to completely losing my mind. Okay. It's just the edges, like they just, I just can't get them right. You know, just can't do it. But anyway, that's fine. Moving forward, it's I, I just have to let it go. I will...
0: Wait, what's wrong with the edge? Like, are you using tape?
1: I used I used tape, and that's why I thought they'd be mm-hmm. all right. And then when I took the tape off, turned out sneaky little paint got through it. Yeah, there are like drip marks. It's just it's killing me. And well, it's not. I'm fine. I, it's actually not a big deal. I'm trying to try to make it less of a big deal by you know I don't know meditating. Anyway,
0: you know. But here's the thing is, and I was trying to I was hoping that we could make these podcasts more interesting instead of talking about <laughs> our boring lives. But let me talk to you about painters tape <laughs> for a second. Is I. I did a ton of painting in America because I used to be an apartment manager, and I don't know, I just am insane. And <laughs> the blue tape that you use to paint with in America is really good. And then for some reason, the blue tape that they have here in the UK is bullshit. Mm. It has like almost no stickiness to it,
1: mm. and
0: so it does make it much harder to do those edges. Yeah. So, but you're just gonna have to l- let that go. Mm. Um, this is a nation of imperfection, <laughs> and I whereas America is really
1: perfect in every way, that's what I we're
0: nailing it. I've feel like there's nobody listening to this now especially six months from now who isn't thinking America's killing it (laughs) yeah and by it I mean its own people and people across the world
1: (laughs) oh we're off to a great uh, positive start yet again okay on a more positive note did my first open mic last night in I guess about I don't know seven or eight months or whatever since like before lockdown and it was so nice because I've obviously I've been really grateful for doing like pro gigs and stuff but when you're being paid to, to do a gig you don't feel that you can experiment too much because you obviously want to make make sure people are actually laughing so last night i literally just improv the entire set i didn't write any of it and it was the first time i've ever done that and it was honestly so fun like i really felt quite excited to just let go like that so mm. that was experimental and for me i felt like that was yeah that's my my positive news for the Where week. What was that uh, that was at the attic in Vista. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. yeah. It's a nice night. I think you should you should do it sometime. Like it's well, it
0: used to run opposite of my open mic night, which has not restarted because there's just no space for it.
1: Mm. Oh, I'm gutted and... about that. I really want JST to come back. Yeah, well. <sighs>
0: We'll see. Maybe uh, in a year or so. Oh, actually, I it reminds me. I need to take the event down because I had a recurring event on Facebook, and somebody messaged me the other day. I was like, "Are there spots for the open mic?" And I was like, "Ooh, I got to I got to delete that event." (laughs) But uh, yeah, okay, well that's good. I'm glad you you got out there and you were trying some new stuff. That's very exciting, yes. Uh,
1: Thanks man, and what uh, about you? How's your week been?
0: Good, I was on vacation.
1: Oh man, you got out, or you got in rather, just before they put up the ban on traveling to Wales, right?
0: (laughs) They did, yeah, I got, yeah. (laughs) I saw that today when I was at work and I was like, ah, suckers. I was, (laughs) I already put my fingers all over that country. (laughs) No, but yeah, I was, yeah, I was all over Wales. Got to see the village from the prisoner. It was very exciting. I told you about that last week. I'm still buzzing about it. (laughs) Yeah, but we got to see some other fun stuff. Saw some castles, uh, did a bit of walking, not a ton of walking and yeah, had some fun times and then came home and I, I was able to frame out my closet, which was really great. I, I got a bunch of lumber last week and I was, uh, there's some stuff I needed to do. So I had a closet, which was just like an alcove in the spare bedroom. And now it's a closet slash desk. That's actually where I'm sitting right now. I'm sitting inside the closet. Wow. It's or not inside, but it's like there's a desk there's just a lot of COVID It's uh, it's like a desk, it's like a built-in desk as well. Listen, working. I think you're Very doing
1: nice. some phenomenal handiwork these days. It seems like just about constantly you're either building something or you're like hacking away at something, or you know, <laughs> that's what you were doing outside, right? You were like hacking away at something. I'm sure you were doing that. Oh, yeah.
0: I was I was removing a stump a while back. Yeah. I was thinking that we need to like so we've been we've been keeping people up to date on our lives people like six months like i wonder what's going on with that closet it still will not be painted I'm, I'm not much of a painter despite what i said before i've kind of gone over that period in my life where i enjoy painting but uh so now it's just all unfinished plywood but in like six months it'll be the same but like i was feeling like we need to like time stamp these more like we need to talk more about current events you know mm. so like like a proof of life video we need to like have today's headlines in here <laughs> so people
1: so believe. today we went into a further layer of lockdown was revealed that Wales is going into like lockdown for two weeks or something right that was today's news Uh,
0: I also found that a 2,000 year old cat etching was found on a hillside in Peru which I am pretty stoked about I don't
1: feel like that's time stamping really today because I don't think anyone's gonna remember that news
0: oh (laughs) I was excited by it I think people remember I mean it's like I was like this is the internet of its time right just hillsides if you wanted people to see your cat pictures you had to etch it into the side of a hill in Peru and I just feel like that's timeless. Anyway,
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, we've ta- we've timestamped the podcast for like <laughs> two and a half thousand years ago. So that's great.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm trying. No,
1: I'm really grateful for that. That's a really good point. I think. And also it seems like our lives are just really mundane. So sorry about that listeners. <laughs> it's
0: all right. Uh, people are really keeping up with like how our houses are progressing. <laughs> like you're painting stuff, you're replacing the floors. I'm installing closets and shelves, getting the baby's room ready and all that stuff, you know. So,
1: oh, it's so exciting. I was thinking, though, just before when we were talking about Wales, like if in six months' time they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. In the before times when Wales still <laughs> existed as a country, and
0: before, <laughs> right? Well, before Wales put up that wall <laughs> to keep everyone
1: out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll see. <laughs>
0: Any any hopes for six months? It's going to be late. No, this is going to be mid-April.
1: Uh, hopes for six months. I am really hoping personally to be cracking on with an Edinburgh show. I really want to be doing uh, taking a work in progress to Leicester Comedy Festival and then to Edinburgh potentially. So it'll be nice to feel. It would be great if that was like properly, you know, had legs happening. And also, obviously, the thought that we will be able to have festivals again. Hopefully, so we'll see yeah. if that's possible.
0: I, I was actually reading an academic paper that I'm quoted in. Uh, <laughs> Are you? Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Um. The the intern, the quote unquote intern we had for the festival, which we actually never used the intern because we canceled the festival, <clears throat> is a graduate student in um, event management or event planning, something something like that. And she wrote a a thesis on the like how COVID is affecting festivals and things and festivals. Some festivals going digital, and we just canceled our festival. But but anyway it just made me like think about festivals and wanting to be like I really like to get Oxford Comedy Festival going again hopefully that will be a thing yeah Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. I read the academic paper mostly. I just did a find for my own name to see where all the places where I was cited, and you know what? I've got some pretty good quotes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, sounds like a really interesting article there. Uh, definitely check it yeah. out and just search for Matt's name. Um, uh,
0: it's, no, don't it for my <laughs> name. I forget what it is. It's I'll in six months I'll remember, and then I'll tell you. You guys look it up. Anyways, do you want to get to our guest? Yes, please. Who's our guest today?
1: We are talking to the phenomenal. Alice Marshall. I'm so excited to talk to her. She's an amazing comic and actress. Yeah, a dear, dear friend of mine. So I'm really looking forward to it.
0: All right, it's exciting. Let's get to it. please welcome to the show award-winning comedian alice marshall hello alice how are you doing today hello
2: i'm very well thanks for having me guys oh
0: not at all so
2: nice to see you how are you like what have you been up to what have i been up to my god what a boring question
0: Well, thanks for coming, Alice. It's been a real pleasure.
2: Thanks, guys. It's been dull. Um... Wow. Hey,
0: please remember to rate and review on um, Five Stars. Extremely dull. Really good to get to sleep to.
2: (laughs) I just feel like I'm really allergic to that question because it's what, like, if you ever go in for, like, a general audition, that's the first thing they ask you. And it's where I tend to go, oh, just missing. <laughs> and then it goes um, badly. Um, I right, don't admit- uh,
0: what happens, what do you think happens after we die?
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm in. I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in. Okay, good. Uh, Far cool. Oh, can I swear? Oh, I've already sworn. No, that's fine. Don't you worry
0: You can
1: swear it. it's fine. This is not going out, hopefully, to children.
0: Children should not. Some of our earlier guests should not ever be heard by (laughs) (laughs) children
1: so
2: okay so you don't want to talk about what you've been up to no i do i do i just had to point out that it was a it was a predictable question (laughs) i am also uh, also tara you've hit a nerve because the answer is nothing (laughs) but that's fine that's what this podcast is all about because
1: we want to hear what people are up to in lockdown and then in six months time what people are up to in lockdown it's
2: going to be great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: I'm so optimistic about the future <laughs>
2: um, well yeah. yeah if I can get over my like deep shame about the fact that I'm doing nothing I feel like me is s- still kind of holding on to that like quite like early lockdown <laughs> vibe of like being really cool with it and baking shit and like
0: you're still doing
2: paper. nothing <laughs> I'm holding on to that vibe I'm not actually baking oh, okay, but, like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know that kind of like quite I
0: think we vibe. all gave up on baking in July right
2: you yeah I'm not I'm actually, fucking feeling it, but I'm just feeling like I am, and I, feeling quite I
1: intense. I literally and bake every day, or every every two days. But yeah, but
2: you're a mum. That's a yeah. Lie. That's
1: <laughs> Well, lie. yeah. I mean, I feel like I was being called sexist earlier for calling you an actress. But anyway, no worries. <laughs> but you're a mum. Well, of course, you bake. All mums bake. That's what you do. <laughs> that's what mums do, isn't it? <laughs> okay. I feel like we've got off to a rocky start. Okay, you crack on. You're in. You're in your baking vibe, but not baking. Well, No,
2: I feel like only half of me is in that vibe because now with every week that passes, the kind of like chasm of white, hot, raging fear is kind of like gripping me more and more every day. So it's gradually edging out the zen. Wow. Every Mm. day the fear is coming more and more kind of prescient and terrifying. What is the fear? Um, The fear of what though? Oh, I mean, uh, general corona-based anxiety is this the end of the world, probs. What's happened to our industry? Is it... Uh, ever coming back? Do yeah. I even fucking want it to? It's a mm. whole other thing. It, yeah, it, I mean, it, is this the end of the world? I think maybe might summarize it properly. Like, mm. and I just feel that becomes this is like, this stopped being like dog in the playground. Oh my God, we all have to stay at home and it's really awful, but at least we're spending more time with our families and <laughs> stuff. That's long right. gone now. So like, you're just sick
0: of your family.
2: I'm really. <laughs> sick of everything. I mean, this, is, this is no longer fun in any way. So you have so- some
0: existential dread that you're dealing with because we all live in the twilight of humanity.
2: That's exactly um, nail on the head, mate. Nail on the head. But mm. other
0: than that. <laughs> um I yeah. mean, I Welcome feel like to the you... club, there's seven billion of us. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: awesome. I I because I, I, I saw you obviously, you very kindly had me to stay, which was lovely, and such a well needed, much needed relief. But anyway, I was you seemed in quite, I thought, quite a positive
2: place when I saw you. I I am chasm much below the surface. So, like, I'm kind of able to function yeah. on my day-to-day basis. Like, oh, I've got nothing to do, so I'll do some yoga. And that's fun, because everyone's relaxed now. But then, like, it's really not far beneath quite a kind of thin ice of, of okay. that that lies the monster. Oh, okay. I mean,
0: <laughs> isn't that how everybody is all the time? <laughs>
2: yeah, you know what? Maybe it's just no different to it was no, how it no, was five like... years ago. And but now now, it's, now maybe it's quite nice, because everyone feels feels the same. <laughs> I
0: feel like you said you were feeling bad because you know you weren't doing anything. But then again, it's like this is the one time you can feel perfectly fine about not doing anything because it's all the industry like comedy and acting and whatever, like all these whatever nonsense you do. Uh sorry, <laughs> whatever. It's the one time where it's like, well if like I had, hadn't gone and done sets for a while, like if I was just like lazy, then I would have felt bad. But it's like, well now I've got a good excuse. There's just if I go out and get sets, I could die. So <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah, hasn't that isn't that the case for every comic though? <laughs> One run.
1: thing um, I find though with you, Alice, is you always seem to think you're not doing anything. But then I'll be like, "Oh, a BBC sketch with Alice in it. That's so funny because <laughs> she said she wasn't doing anything. Oh, she's on Comedy Central with her her characters. <laughs> oh, she's just been in a pilot. Oh, you know, like so. I feel like you're like." Yeah. You're one of those people that's like exceptionally harsh on yourself, but actually you're probably doing most more than most people in the industry, if you know what I mean. Tara, right, you can stay
2: because you make me feel good.
0: <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> <laughs>
2: praise me more
0: <laughs> Um. wow that's a nice headband thank
2: you I'm really painting myself out like I should be sectioned and right. I'm really I'm really fine
0: <laughs> the fact that you say that you're fine so much uh, really lets us believe you know that
1: you're
2: really fine please don't section me I'm so poor <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is not within our power so don't worry about it
1: okay so uh, I feel like quite a big part Matt was literally just saying we're meant to timestamp this now this is a new thing that we're doing I'm so we're into- meant
0: to would have to. I was just saying like it might
1: be you fun. You did, and you, then you got angry and then oh, you were yelling. I was, <laughs> you, it wasn't, I wasn't, I was um,
0: wasn't is, is this yelling. how is this how it is to be a woman? It's like you were hysterical. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you were hysterical. I didn't even raise my voice. Okay, so basically, time stamping this where where are we uh, we could
0: actually say the date. It's October nineteenth. That would also time oh, yeah. stamp.
1: <laughs> oh, it's my my son's birthday tomorrow.
0: Yay! of
1: course it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 say, I say that as though I just remembered. And it's like, God, I haven't got him anything. I sp- I, I baked a, a moon cake. Because you're a baker,
0: we've already established.
1: Yes, yeah, so it was very easy. And she's a mom. You just,
0: you just say you baked a cake. I mean, it was like the daily cake that you bake every day.
1: Um, what I bake every day, actually, is chocolate chip cookies that are made with almond flour and chocolate that I've made myself because it's uh, sugar-free. Yeah, no, uh, I made a, a moon cake, as in not a moon cake, as in the... I think are they traditionally Chinese mooncakes? I believe they are. But anyway, not that kind of mooncake. It was a mooncake that was a cake of a moon and we're putting a spaceman on top and a rocket. <gasps> He's obsessed with spaceman. The other day, mm. instead of watching cartoons in the morning, he just wanted to watch Apollo 11, the, the moon landing, like literally like five times in a row. And then we watched a- Apollo li- Apollo 17, a documentary. Have you uh,
0: and- showed him the documentary that I showed you? About no, space? but
1: I was thinking he would love that. I I couldn't remember the name of it but it was so oh, good what for was all it again mankind. Oh, okay yeah he'll definitely love that <laughs> what movie did
2: you screen
0: uh it's called for all mankind it's a documentary about the space program oh, uh, with,
2: right up my street
0: yeah it's all just like nasa
2: footage <gasps> and then
0: like a very relaxing brian eno ambient soundtrack behind it all so Why, it's re- i
2: feel really like affronted that i haven't seen this, this is oh it's really rad. good sounds amazing
0: i highly recommend it
1: yeah and i loved watching the bit where they were like jumping about on the moon like and yeah. when they sort of tripped over a bit, and oh. I, w- I was looking at the moon, and I was just like, "God, it's crazy that that there that people have been there." Like when you look at it, you just—it's really surreal.
0: I find it really Anywho, weird that in all of humanity, only twelve people have ever been there. There's yeah. like there's the very exact number of people who've been on the moon, and it's you know I just find that Are
2: you a firm believer in twelve.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, better. there's some ancient alien documentaries that have uh, made me think maybe otherwise, but well,
2: I'm a well, I'm an obs- obsessive Kubrick fan um I'm oh yeah not, I'm not a i am not a I mean look look at my you can't see this but my jumper is a shining oh the bit.
0: shining yes.
2: I really really want to be a conspiracy theorist so I think it would be so fun to be one but I'm just I just can't make myself believe it which is sad
0: I used to think conspiracy theories were really fun and then in the last few years they became a horrible symptom of our endless hellscape uh where all the conspiracy theories stopped being fun and now they're all about like democrats are kidnapping children and then murdering them for a drug which gives them immortality and i'm like oh, guys.
2: can you please make the name of your new edinburgh show endless hellscape I that's <laughs> a good title.
0: it's not bad yeah i'm surprised that, one, that one's probably already been taken there's probably 10 shows called endless
2: hellscape
0: <laughs> <that people> are, <laughs> to be doing here. but
2: yeah did i don't know the 12 thing is interesting so well, there, people. The, there are people out there who will say it's zero right so there are people out there who think it wasn't just neil armstrong and boz Eldrin who didn't go people out there think nobody been hmm. which is like a whole Whole other level of a massive thing to think. Have of. you ever seen
0: the footage mm. of uh, Buzz Aldrin punching a guy <laughs> <laughs> who like <laughs> so like there's footage of Buzz Aldrin like just coming out of a hotel or something, and some guys like, "Why are you lying to us about the moon? Why won't you tell us the truth that the moon landing is fake?" And then Buzz Aldrin just hauls off and clocks him.
2: <laughs> Incredible. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like fair. yeah, it's fair. if I'd been to the fucking moon and there were people saying you didn't go, I would hit them. So yeah. I get it. I do get it. But here's the
0: thing about not going to the moon is at this point. <laughs> so that's
2: uh, the only Edinburgh show title. Here's the thing <laughs> about not, not
0: going, going to the moon. <laughs> and it's just me in like a in spaceman outfit, just with my hands up, like, I don't know. shrugging <laughs> <laughs> my shoulders. Here's the thing about not going to the moon is at this point, if NASA just came out tomorrow and said, we've never been to the moon, I feel like we'd all be really impressed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: At the magnitude of the line.
0: Yeah, they're like, wow, you know what? You had us going, you know what? I'm not even <laughs> mad at you, NASA. I'm not even like, you know what? At this point, I feel like it would have been cheaper to go to the moon. Do you believe in a flat Earth?
2: No, but, but again, I wish I did because I feel like it would make me so much more interesting. You I,
0: I know break. what? I feel like it wouldn't. I feel like it would make me so much more unbearable. The few people I know who are like- <laughs> More
2: unbearable. Yeah, I take Really, you. and again,
0: can I just say more unbearable? I feel like I didn't really give them the more the emphasis on sorry i think it would just make you unbearable like i because the people i know who who are conspiracy theories you just have to like walk away from them because they're just it's such a because the problem is if you start to believe one conspiracy theory then suddenly you're believing every conspiracy theory yeah this is like yeah. and this isn't even like my opinion this is like a thing that happens like once you start heading down that rabbit hole like you just become crazier and crazier and crazier yeah. until there's like no <laughs> getting you out anymore. You're just like so yeah, you know, you, you know, it starts out with like the moon landing's fake, and then the next thing you know, you're shooting up a pizza parlor in D.C. or some shit. Like you just, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Alice, I feel like we've gotten off track. We're yeah, here no, to talk one about one, you.
1: I'm one just, watching you. <laughs> just one watching you guys. Sorry, Alice. <laughs> we got to get to some of our important questions, Matt.
0: Alice, uh, so these days you're just hanging out at home. You're not doing work. Well, or I'd are do... you working? Or are you like working on
2: writing and things? This is a classic example of, of Tara being completely correct, which is that I had a spurt about like six weeks ago of being quite busy and doing some nice stuff and doing a bit of telly and feeling like, oh, maybe it's coming back. Maybe it's all okay. And then uh, when that stopped, it just ground to a grinding halt once again. Oh. Um, so that I feel like it was even maybe like more cruel Because it was like the world going, look, have a job, have two, have three jobs. And then none ever again. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> right. So I am doing a, or I'm featuring in a documentary that Irvin Welsh, who you will know from Train Spotting fame, is making for Sky Arts. And it's all about causing offence called Offended with Irvin Welsh. And I I play a character, she's not one of my characters, but I play her as a purely as an actor who's caused a lot of offence. Just kind of doing some stuff with him on that topic about, you know, should we be able to cause a Offence in the arts: Should we be restricted by what we can say for fear of possibly causing offence to some people but not others, etc., etc.? So it was quite like quite a heavy topic to engage with and to kind of like do properly. But I think mm. we did do it properly. Wait, um, were
0: you were you like dramatising offensive situations or were you like reenacting historical offensive situations or a
2: bit of both? Actually, it's quite it's a really uh-huh. cool it's a really cool documentary.
0: Is it like it's not like like PC gone mad? Kind no, of no,
2: not even. It's, it's very much about uh, it's about the artist's voice. And okay. it's not, in, and it's completely down the middle. It's not arguing one thing or another. It's literally just kind of like debating and discussing the idea of restricting restricting the artist's voice and the good and bad things come out of that. So yeah. it was really interesting. Yeah, that's so good. That's so exciting. And
1: also, can you talk a little bit about playing Titania McGrath and also whether you're going to be playing her again? I'm
0: sorry, what is this? I, I don't know what this is.
1: So, oh, well, Alice, you should
2: <laughs> you should say this. Yeah. Well, why so, do like... we have a guest? <laughs> <laughs> the character on twitter called titania mcgrath but I, no. but I played a kind of human version of her and then we did a show in edinburgh last year like a kind of fake ted talk that i did no. last year as well oh, um, it's really funny really,
0: mm, bloody, really fun, yeah. brilliant
2: but you were going to be
1: touring a show of hers yeah which was very exciting yeah and
2: what's what's happened there so it's been rescheduled for march next year
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and that's all we know i mean we can cross our fingers and hope that it will happen in some capacity who but like who fucking knows like it's so hard to plan beyond a week right. let alone you know into next year I'm hoping and praying that it it will happen if it doesn't happen then I think it will happen later and if it doesn't happen then then maybe it's because we're all dead right right. it that kind of seems less important <laughs> yeah
1: but also you have your own show as well, yeah. which you're, you were meant to be doing at Edinburgh yeah. this year and that was cancelled. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Edinburgh, what not happened? your show. Oh. <laughs> but um, You were cancelled. So
2: <laughs> are you going to be taking that like as in, if will you be doing that next year? I guess so. I mean, like who, who knows? Yeah, I would love to do it. I'd love to do my show in Edinburgh le- le- next year. It, it was weird because I had my first preview of the show as it... I as I hope it will be booked on the 19th of March which was like three days before everything <laughs> right yeah. so I did that preview mm-hmm. to like six of my very kind friends who came out despite the fact that it was like possibly 28 days later outside but right. <laughs> <laughs> out they came to see my stupid show and I thought it went better than I felt it might and at that point Edinburgh looked like it was still possibly on the cards so I still had that you know that kind of drive that you only get from a really terrifying deadline I still had <laughs> in March I was like oh god you've got to get it right or everyone will be horrible to you so I was like <laughs> like really 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 trying and then as soon as Edinburgh was pulled and we had this kind of like vast expanse of time stretching ahead of us my mm-hmm. first thought was like right make your show better because you have time now and you can work on it and can fix all the little niggly bits that you never normally fix but instead what I did is fuck all <laughs> so yeah. I haven't really touched it since March because I needed deadline so i feel like what i will actually do is wait until we definitively know whether or not edinburgh is happening which probably until like July the 29th and then like, oh, <laughs> it's happening in two days
0: throw yeah, together. <laughs> quick show a costume right yeah
2: oh totally yeah just out of fear it's great yeah
0: no yeah <laughs> I used to do because I used to run a show in America where I had a different theme every week so I had to write a completely different like with a group of other comedians so I, everybody'd have an assignment so there'd be an assignment and it worked really well and it worked really well for my creative style
2: that sounds a bit like news review Tara certainly like mm. definitely mm. Well, I got my start I feel like you were way more established than I was when you did news review I feel Tara like you'd had way more experience doing comedy like mm. I'm in New York and well not
1: really because when I did the comedy in New York I literally only did I don't know like probably probably I would say only eight or eight or so gigs like I really didn't do many I literally just tried it a few times and while it was going well it was like great 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 and then the second I had a bad gig I just couldn't take it I was just like a ball of anxiety and uh and didn't do it again for years so I haven't it it was one of those weird things where like if someone was like oh you've been doing stand-up since this time I'd literally I would feel horrendously bad because I'm not in any way good enough to have been doing it that long however um I think that I don't look at it as that. I look at it like I've been doing I actually properly started gigging regularly at Matt's gig the open mic in Oxford when Charlie was about seven months old. So it was like July 2018. That I consider that when I started doing stand up properly. Wow. But anyway, I think no but news review was definitely a start for me as well over here particularly. And it was funny because we got started around the same time really mm. in news review
2: mm-hmm. and became friends through news review. Yeah. But I think it's similar to what you were saying Matt about like having having an assignment and having a having someone say to you right this week as in news review you are satirizing the previous week mm. no. so into mm. groups and write sketches and we'll do them on Thursday and, and it's just very much like it's so supportive it's so collaborative in terms of writing and performing because it's yeah. nice to be on stage with three other people you kind of feel like you have a bit of a safety net if you fuck up then you know yeah. point do you miss I that you. yeah massively I miss that hugely I really think like you know I've, I've been lucky to do some really fun jobs but I do sometimes look back at news review and I'm like I don't know if I've ever had that much fun I think I've been mm. lucky with mm. the casts that I've worked with on news review I've done it for- Four times now, I think, and it's every time I've just met people who've ended up being lifelong friends. Yeah, thus far, who knows if <laughs> well, who knows how long I'll live? Like <laughs> no. tomorrow, lifelong. Yeah, but um, well, then
0: they're still lifelong if you die tomorrow. So.
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: I just I just want to apologize Alice. I feel like this has been the most ram- like weird like we've been so like off on tangents. It's just I don't know why. I think it's because you're my friend. Yeah. I feel much more it's, relaxed the norm. listening to you. You're great. No, I think it's oh, fine. Oh, thank you. That's kind of you. Well, I um and also I'm just feeling quite tired cuz a mom just, I, I was doing a I was <laughs> It's been a long day I was baking. Doing, I did an open mic last night and didn't get home till late and then have been up but yeah we were talking about news reviews and working in groups and uh Oh, you were talking about why were you talking about that again? Because well, of because I because I had like, inspiration
2: and like art. Yeah, sorry, feeling feeling like you have a. I want. I described it recently as the nursery slopes of comedy, and I think that it's really nice to be able to do that rather than to just like shove yourself on an open mic night having never done it before. I, I mm. hats off to people who can do that. I think that's remarkable. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Have you been doing gigs since sort of lockdown has eased?
2: I've done only online. I've probably done five online. Gigs. How did you find them? Great, because you get no feedback. So, like, if I'm dying, <laughs> I have no idea. I just carry on blissfully in the silence. And actually, the silence is meant to be there. So, no. it's great. My mm. self-esteem has been in better shape since lockdown than it ever was. <laughs> Are you doing like an array of characters or just one character? I'm doing so. One of my newer characters is a, she's like a Southern American budget wedding planner. Um, uh, and she, it, it works quite well on a Zoom gig because the setup is that she is addressing her staff the night before a really big wedding. So it's like a it's like a pre-event briefing and all the mm. all the participants play the stuff, whether they like it or not. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's been really fun. And it, it's been kind of interesting adapting work to make it more online friendly. And I think I've done it a little bit. Right? Uh, do
0: you feel like it's do probably you wanna... easier with like character-based work? Because you, you, you're you primarily a mm-hmm. character-based comedian. Yeah,
2: right? much, I'm uh, live. I, I'm, I'm, I only do character stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's it, it's weird because if you go and do, like, say, for instance, you go and do a pre-COVID normal live gig mm-hmm. and as I have found myself more times than I would care to admit, on a bill with like proper straight down the line punchline gag, punchline gag stand-ups
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, and they're brilliant and I admire what they do and I could never do it. So then when I get up in my weird costume, like dressed as a fucking clown or a, an <laughs> air princess or whatever, mm-hmm. you get this moment of like, you feel it from the audience. It's tangible. And they either go, what the fuck is this? Right. It's weird, I'm out. Or they go, oh good, it's a different thing. I like this thing. Oh, okay. And it's yeah. never ever anywhere in between. So you know immediately, the first 10 seconds that you stand up, you know what kind of a time you're going to have. So I think the, the risk you run is greater. But you know, but the reward can be quite nice because sometimes even if you have a night that you think actually would be fairly average anywhere else, if they're in the latter camp and they like you just because you're in a stupid costume Mm -hmm. you kind of have a nice time anyway Mm. so it's kind of a it's a tricky one. I can't remember what the question was.
0: <laughs> uh if you find character-based comedy like if it if it works well, you think better over it. or if it works.
2: Uh, yeah, online. I feel like well, go ahead. Well yeah, no, cuz on cuz online it's it's kind of different because you don't get to you don't get to experience that tangible reaction from the audience because you don't know right. what they think, cause yeah. you can't hit it. So yeah. that's kind of weird. You don't wait for that moment of either relief or panic. It's just kind of like, Meh. which I quite enjoy. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you want to do
1: any of your um your new character? No. <laughs> that's that's absolutely <laughs> fine. I uh... Uh, I'm sorry to put you in this position. <laughs> um, and I'll just cut that out.
0: <laughs> no, wait, I had, I had, so this is good. Cause I was actually today, I had an idea for a character and maybe you can help me with this. Cause maybe I think it needs a woman's touch is the character is called the low tide bride. That's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> what, it?
2: what does that mean?
1: It's
0: just a low tide bride. I just thought that was funny. And then I was trying to find a character that matched it. <laughs>
1: What does that mean, though? You know, you,
0: well, you know how there are tides, right? Yeah. In the ocean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the low tide, Brian. <laughs>
1: really love as in her. like she's only able to be a bride when the tide's out or something maybe like that maybe that's like... it
0: maybe she's just she exists in the shallows near the ocean and then you only see her when the tide is low and and she's in love with a lonely fisherman you know
2: is she like a ghost bride
0: Hmm, maybe is that
2: what this is or like a mermaid like, like oh yeah i, don't I know. think yeah more like a kind of henry james novella i think maybe we should go and write this and actually it means something about i don't know feminism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you know, feminism. Oh, <laughs>
2: Something
0: feminism. about the patriarchy, like the tides, or something. Something uh, empowerment. I don't know. You
2: know what? I tell you, actually, one thing that has got me through lockdown is my. And actually, this. My, I'm I'm generally obsessed with TV anyway, to quite an alarmingly enthusiastic level. Um, but I've always loved wedding dress shows. You mm-hmm. know the ones I'm talking about, right? Like they're on like TLC and Red Quest banana channel like those like they're they're high up in the channel numbers but you, you gotta work to get there but when you get there it's always a wedding dress show and I can't get enough of them I find them addictive so over lockdown I would happily watch like four in a row and my partner once came in the room and he was like what the, what the fuck are you watching
0: right
2: <laughs> and, I, and I couldn't explain it I couldn't get the words so I just went I, just women <laughs> And I felt like that summed it up pretty well.
1: <laughs> and, and then he just backed out of the room. <laughs>
0: you wouldn't understand, you man. And then he went back to painting your toenails.
2: <laughs> he, he did actually say, he was like, oh, but they're all white dresses. What's the difference? And I was like, Get out! <laughs> You were right to be angry. That's a dumb thing to say. Yeah, it is a dumb thing to say. <laughs>
0: why, why didn't you just pick the first? Like, that one's fine. It's like, that's a tracksuit. Like, I don't know. No,
2: his princess is from his sweetheart. That's for oh. sure. Disappointing. Yeah, what
0: are the only Is that like, don't tell the bride or mm-hmm. don't mess with the dress or I don't know. What...
1: I feel like you know a lot about these shows. I not know. But... No, my,
0: my wife was obsessed with don't tell the bride.
2: That's a great show.
0: And it sounded like a terrible premise for a show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Honestly the casting must be the most fun job ever because they just find the biggest idiots in right. the world. They'll get a couple and they give the groom 12,000 pounds to go and make the wedding but the bride has no idea what he's doing. Right. And they do these little like piece to cameras at the top of the show where they interview them separately. So the and this is the case in 100% of the episodes. The bride to be will be sitting in her nice bedroom and she'll say, "Well, I'm really traditional and I want a really romantic ceremony and I love churches and I'd like a white dress. And then they go to the groom and the groom says, right, I'm going to do it in a zoo and she's going to wear pink flamingo suit and uh, we're going to go to, we're going to go white water rafting afterwards. Right. Like, it's unbelievable. Every episode. It's amazing. In- they instead
0: of a limo, monster truck.
2: And then do they, what are the are the brides really upset? Always. A hundred percent. There are annoying episodes where the brides are like, oh, actually it's really fun. And I want to be like, no, it's not. It's a travesty. <laughs> be angrier. <laughs> oh, I've never watched this. Show. There's That's- one There's in it this is TV at its finest where the groom spends the entire budget on a stag do to Vegas. No. And then he's saved like just enough to fly the bride and her mum out and no one else. And it <laughs> ends at the airport and she's like, I'm not fucking coming. We're breaking up. It's over. How no. have you done this? And then it cuts to him in his hotel room in Vegas crying, being like, oh no. <laughs> what did you expect? <laughs> what did you expect? So wait,
0: he's going to fly her her mom out to vegas a place that he is at a stag do with so presumably all of his friends are already there so it would be a all wedding of, of all of his friends and his mother-in-law and that's it that would be the entire guest and that's it that's madness <laughs> that man is insane he deserves to be single
2: he does do you know what annoyingly i think it works out and i'm like well you deserve each other then
0: yeah whatever
2: yeah i don't
0: deserve. know anyway alice <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like we just keep going off on other things and you're just there like, oh, that's nice. Fine,
1: that's great, guys. Do I need awesome. to be here for this or... <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just> gonna, <laughs> I'm
0: just gonna pop out, get another cup of tea, but um, um, right. we
1: should probably ask you about the future yeah. before before we get going. So, are we not wait, going we? yet? Wow, what are we we're not off. going yet? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, all
1: no,
0: no, I <laughs> <right, now> <laughs> mean, get preview.
2: going. It's in like leaving. Uh, in yeah. No,
0: but you said in six months you're expecting to be doing previews again.
2: Well, I mean, it's tough. There's uh, this is oh god, it's yeah, it's tough. There's a there is there is a thing on the card that I can't say anything about, which is really helpful for a podcast yeah there's a thing that may be happening
1: if you're allowed because we could uh, the thing is you could talk about it because this isn't coming out for six months you could talk about
2: it and then we can just cut it out if if you're not allowed to talk about it no because i feel like if i say it, it i'll be in trouble and also it won't happen you think it jinx it okay all right it. Right, right, absolutely fine like you know it might be an interesting thing because in six months if yeah like i say if it there are three possibilities it hasn't happened uh and i'm uh, see i've ceased to exist it has <laughs> happened and that's great and fuck you guys <laughs> what <laughs>
0: so either or, way you're not doing the second half of this interview because you'll have Shit, either I mean, ended your bad own bad. life or or be in a, a mental institution or you'll yeah. just be too big for us and you'll be like fuck <laughs> you guys you know, you're a little podcast
2: or do you know what in the in classic showbiz land what will probably happen and if i was a betting man this is what i would put money on mm-hmm. i'll still be unsure and in limbo and it will still be bouncing back and forth and people going yeah maybe but no but mm, but and mm-mm. Uh, so I'll still be in this horrible, like, halfway state. I'm sure that that is what will happen. Right. That's, that's my experience of the industry thus far. Showbiz, freaking so Who freaking knows, knows, man? Right. All
0: right. So sounds like you got high hopes for your personal life in six months. You have any big swing predictions for the world in six months?
2: Oh, so I thought about this, right, in some detail.
0: Thank you for doing that. A lot of people don't.
2: Because I have time on my hand, and this is a, this is a genuine, right? So you know, little
0: <laughs> the supermarket chain. The
2: supermarket chain. Have, right. you, have you been in a little? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you know the middle aisle? The Do you middle know this little thing?
0: Or The, little the middle
2: little. <laughs> well, that's what it's called now. You know, so <laughs> Anyone who's never been in a little, first of all, go to one because it's amazing. And right, so the middle aisle, it doesn't contain food. Lidl is a supermarket, right? But the middle aisle is a kind of like nether zone of bizarre bric-a-brac. It's like a jumble sale that's kind of been washed. It's, it's a <laughs> Amazing. And like the stuff that they sell is completely nonsense. Like there's not, there's no order to it, right. there, there, anything. It'll be like toilet brushes, makeup, miniature hedgehogs and a tent- <laughs> Like right. it's and just and then we just one tent, like and when it's gone, it's gone. It's never coming back. You either got the tent or you didn't. And it and I never really used to pay that much attention to it pre-lockdown because just had less time. You have Just a life. go in and get your food and leave. I have, I have life. But then when we started being able to go to supermarkets again, I was like, oh, the daily trip to Lidl This is so exciting. And so I'd make a real event out of it, and I would right. browse the middle aisle and be like, there's some interesting shit here. This is really <laughs> cool. So mm-hmm. I'd look at the toilet brushes and the hedgehogs and whatever but then quite quickly the novelty like just wore off and I was really unimpressed so I'd be like yeah it's a power drill I've seen one before I'm gonna go then I feel like little have cottoned on to the fact that people are now becoming desensitised to how weird it is Mm -hmm. so they're making it weirder and this is definitely a thing I feel like if I've noticed this there must have been other people who've noticed this the other day I went in and I shit you not like one whole section of the middle aisle was filled with miniature wooden owls and cats (laughs) and they had these these weird, like LED lights in their eyes. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, maybe they be there to scare cats away from your garden or whatever. No, they're just decorative. And the, <laughs> the label was decorative animal. like, this was is- Was
0: decorative in quotes?
2: <laughs> decorative animal. They're right. honestly, their adjectives are amazing. And they always put them in quote marks, I think to cover their back. Yeah. <laughs> so if you question them, be like, I don't think this is decorative. And they'll be like, well, it's a hypothesis. So- <laughs>
0: yeah. It's purely theoretically decorative.
2: So my prediction is that this is a thing- are doing they're making it weirder to keep people interested and mm. i predict in six months we're going to be seeing some fucking fucked up shit in that right. middle <laughs> yeah. well, you
0: keep a journal of your journey i to will little,
2: i will get back to you
0: uh and and let us know so this is the kind of conspiracy theory i think you should be getting into this is like <laughs> a very harmless <laughs> conspiracy theory that little is trying to increase the high strangeness of people's lives <laughs> yeah just by increasing like
2: because people have got more time to think about their houses now because we're in them more, and I right. feel like kind of you know like nudge theory have you heard of nudge theory yes so it's like I think it's nudging people towards being crazy and like being okay with <laughs> like uh, you can you can be the person who has like an animal menagerie made of forks and sponges <laughs> and people won't be worried people will just be like cool I wish I had one right well go to Lidl and you can buy one <laughs>
0: uh this is yeah that oh my God, is yeah. well Alice we're not going to say goodbye to you because through the Miracle of editing we are going to continue this conversation in six months but we do ask our guests to we have a challenge for them which is that uh, we want you to start a joke that you do not know how it will end uh, and then we will edit it together with the ending of the joke in six months
2: this is so fun What's Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good we have get mixed reactions to this so no, I'm glad you find oh, it fun
2: anyone who doesn't think that's a great idea is a fucking idiot that's great <laughs> <laughs> I
0: wow. will send out some email <laughs>
2: so what do you got? Uh, think of it now
0: yeah you, got, yeah. you oh, have 10 seconds to think of a have setup a, have and a six few seconds. to think of a punchline
1: yeah you can think for a bit a yeah. lot of people have that look of real anger when we say it like you didn't tell us about that. So just
2: do it <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Do it. okay do you know what i hate punchlines
1: <laughs> i love that i don't know why you said i would hate that that's is, that's is brilliant
0: i i'm gonna say i hate fine. it fine
1: I think it was really good.
0: I thought you were going to be like, you know what I hate? Myself. And then just (laughs) crying. Um.
1: (laughs) I think punchlines is good. That would
0: have been. Punchlines is good. Atlas, how have you been the last six months? What's what's been yeah, going on? Yeah,
2: I feel like I've been good. I feel like the word better is um appropriate given that I have so I have listened to our recording from six months ago and I found it alarming. <laughs> like Really? Yeah. I mean I had I obviously had no idea at the time, but I think I was a woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown. It was kind of like Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel like I was very much in a a, in a different place six months ago, I'm kind of like manic and almost quite sort of like yeah, quite frenetic in how bored I am. Like I, I'm aware mm. that I talk an awful lot about doing nothing, but in quite a kind of like high speed right. frenzied way. So I think I've I've come to the conclusion that being bored and having nothing to do is no good for me whatsoever because it sends me crazy. So I think now right. that I'm busier, I am. I mean, Matthew, you sort of implied that I was unbearable, and you are quite correct I, think.
0: <laughs> I didn't say i was a that was a joke well, <laughs> i but yeah, no, I know i
2: came from somewhere it, it
0: seems like so you're saying you. <laughs> you, uh, you're saying that, you know, you're like one of those like working dogs. And if you don't have something to do, then you're just chewing on the furniture. you got to have sheep to round up. Just basically. Yeah, exactly. I don't
2: think I was a million miles away from chewing the furniture, actually. Like it really was. <laughs> yeah. Dark times. So I'm happy to be better.
0: I'm glad that you're better. <laughs> now, you, you say that you, you sounded like a woman on the nerve of uh, the nerve, the verge <laughs> Uh, you're on the nerve of a verge of breakdown uh, on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Did you have that breakdown or were you able to divert it? Did you?
2: Or... Do you know what? I think I did. And I think that listening to the first half of this podcast, uh, people can witness it happening in real time. Uh, <laughs> I okay. No, I approached a moment where I thought this is this is no good. Um, and I think it's something that I've talked to, to Tara quite a lot about um, the fact that I'm having quite a lot of therapy and have had quite a lot of therapy since that time. And I'm a real okay. advocate for it. I think it's amazing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I did hit a point where I was like, mm, I'm really sad and anxious all the time. And I don't think this is about COVID anymore or being bored anymore. Mm. So, guys, go and freaking talk to someone because it really, really helped. So that, And that actually has been six months. So I think it was probably like a week after we recorded the podcast. I was like, mm, I'm unwell. <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: do you know what's so funny is i remember we had a zoom call after you'd it must have been about three months ago so i think you must have been having you know you must have had quite a few therapy sessions and i was really i got off that zoom call and was like whoa like alice is really chilled (laughs) as in like she just seems like really like i don't know centered i felt really uncentered after like as in i felt like i gotta get myself more centered because you just seemed really, I don't know, just great, you know, well, and I'm so happy for you. And I think I feel the exact same way. You know, I've had loads of therapy too, and I feel a thousand times better for having it. Although I'm trying to get out of it now, and I'm sort of having to broach that with my therapist of being like, I think I'm actually okay. And he sort of feels like, yeah, maybe, I guess. I Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, is your therapist like, are you sure? Because that's not the vibe I'm Kind of like, well, if you feel like that, then if that's what you want to do, and it's like, okay, but. What do you think? I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. Is
0: he like, oh, did you get a, oh, you got a a degree in in psychology? Oh, you have a doctorate now, so you understand that you're better. Great. Oh, then why am I even here?
1: That's that's how it's feeling. But Alice, I'm so thrilled to hear that, and I'm really excited to talk to you again. And also, I was wondering, are you able to tell us your your thing that you couldn't talk about now, or is that not allowed to be talked about still?
2: So do you know what? I feel really smug in that I said that if I, if I, I had to bet on one of the three possible outcomes, which was that it didn't happen, it happened, or I was still in limbo. I bet limbo, and I'm still in limbo. So that was correct. So it hasn't. It's still just in the ether, being pushed around uh, by various people to different various people. Um, But I've I have one thing has changed, which is that I've got to a point now where I'm totally it's totally out of my hands. So other people are making decisions, and that will go on until I'm 95 years old, (laughs) and then maybe we'll know. (laughs) Um, so okay, so, no, so you that's... still
1: can't tell us anything about that, I'm assuming. No. <laughs> no. Well, that's made some really interesting Fun. and exciting audio yeah. content. Guys, this okay, is gonna wait, well, be Here's riveting. what I wanna know about.
0: <laughs> I wanna know if if you've been keeping track of what's been going on at your local little Yeah. And Certainly have. little if that has gotten progressively has weird, it got yeah. sinister? And I
2: don't know. I don't know if this was a thing before, correct me if it is or if you've heard of this, but my local Lidl have literally just in the last month put up these new signs which are like above the kind of crazy jumble sale aisle and underneath it and it says the middle of Lidl. So it's like a thing now. (laughs) Oh. It's a gimmick. And I definitely, it might have existed before, right. but certainly for me, this is really new. The middle of Little. and it-
0: Actually, I'm going to confess, I sold that idea to Little for quite a bit of
2: money
0: <laughs> after the first podcast. So sorry to cut you guys out, but those little
2: breaks. I feel like you should
1: have <laughs> been- definitely allowed. Uh Alice in on that, but that's fine. do you know what Sorry. it
2: does It doesn't matter because I found so much peace and happiness from the middle of little that I will just I will just take right. it and it's it hasn't become sinister, but it's become super mm. like mechanical, so the ornamental hedgehogs and like kind of tiny ceramic demons have gone, but it's like <laughs> car bits of car engines, lots of oil, like working lights, nuts, bolts, screws, and then. <laughs> Makeup.
0: Do you feel like, is it getting prophetic? It's like, so you're going to need all these car parts when you're just driving down the Fury Road, yeah. you know, trying to save your life from marauders. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> they know, you know and you also want- They know that Mad Max is coming, right? They know that. Yeah, I so always feel like I do a- want
1: to buy that stuff, though. As in, like, as in, I every time <laughs> I'm in the middle and I see a chainsaw, I'm like, maybe I do want a chainsaw. Like, I have no idea what I would use a chainsaw for, but I feel like I, it's just Tara, such a good deal.
0: Tara, as somebody who's used... A chainsaw before let me say you definitely <laughs> <want
1: a chainsaw. laughs> yeah i feel like it would really make great. me feel awesome about my life like even more awesome than therapy yeah what so have
2: what have you used a chainsaw for matthew i really want know. <laughs> to... i feel like it's just <laughs> gonna to
1: be like... like
0: wood like what are you thinking what am i gonna use it on Why i use it on wood
2: oh that's a relief <laughs> oh. <laughs> use it to
0: chop a, chopping logs or something not not
2: people.
1: <laughs> not, not the texas not chainsaw people, no. massacre is some, I, well, yes, I was gonna, is gonna say face that's
2: what i historically associate chainsaws with it is kind of mass murder so that's good that they're used for oh, no. other things.
0: It turns out that at least 30% of the time they're used for <laughs> Wow.
1: That's beautiful. Who knew? Yeah. So you've, uh, okay, sorry. Were you saying other other crazy stuff that's in the middle? I, I, I think I got you off, Alice.
2: No, I think it was just like, yeah. So it's either kind of like super mechanical prepping us for Mad Max or a tiny, tiny little shelf of makeup. And that's kind, oh, of, right. that's yeah. kind of it. So,
0: yeah. So you can yeah. put on your war paint mm, for Mad, yeah. you know, when you're on the Fury Road. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's like it's it's less entertaining but the message has definitely gotten stronger and more sinister.
0: I, they're like learn a skill you will.
1: <laughs> I haven't been shopping there recently cuz I've been I've gone back to Tesco like I feel really posh again like because we used to shop at Tesco Who do you
2: think you are
1: <laughs> and then we started shopping at Little Whoa. to save money and now I'm just like no I'm right. I'm back at Tesco and you know it's amazing like you can actually get like decent stuff at Tesco I'm not saying do you I don't want to sound like a snob which I totally do but I feel like the quality is definitely better of the food and stuff
0: you, you don't want to sound like a snob because you shop at Tesco <laughs> <laughs> it's not rose. i think that's fine i mean when you're driving to tesco do you drive past the sainsbury's and you're like someday someday baby that's gonna be us in that parking lot i don't i don't like, like sainsbury's
1: i i just think it's un, unnecessarily expensive for like essentially the same as tesco maybe yeah. that's how people at little feel right. regardless i don't want to throw judgment cast judgment toward the little people hey hey <laughs> 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 okay, we're counting that out.
0: All right. Well, it was nice that you wow. came on for our final episode, Alice. I'm just going to stop recording. So, so the projects you were working on for the last six months. How is your your show your your wedding planner show? Have you been doing that at so all? So
2: n- that's kind of taken a back seat, I think, just because the various fringes. So for me, it's usually Brighton and then Edinburgh are not... Mm-hmm. They're not my journey this year, sadly, I think, just because... Really? It was, You're
1: not doing Brighton? Uh, yeah, oh, no. Because when I spoke to you last, you hadn't made the decision yet.
2: Yeah, so I think it's just, it's going to be very, very outdoorsy this year. I've, I've spoken to the organisers and they're doing an amazing job. And uh, like honestly, it's going to be incredible. They're kind of making them two really brilliant, kind of outdoor spaces the program's going to be amazing it's those of really kind of like fun stuff so go obviously go like it's still it's still happening i'm going to go i think the brighton fringe is amazing but it just mm-hmm. doesn't lend itself very well to the stuff that i do because i use a lot of projections i work with videos a lot and um a lot oh, of yeah. a lot of stuff that i do is quite kind of quiet so i think in the middle of a brighton skate park is not necessarily the place to start doing some kind of uh, weird silent clown stuff don't know how that would go down so
1: <laughs> yeah
0: do they get the skaters out before they start the shows, or do you just have skaters, like, zipping past
2: <laughs> No, I think it's just, like, that's that's how the youth work these days. I've been led to believe that it's all just, like, one massive hodgepodge of kind of people having fun. That's kind of alien to me, but whatever, it sounds good. So, yeah, no Brighton, and I think the same for Edinburgh, because I will be, by that point, prepping for the Titania McGrath tour, which is happening in September how exciting were so, you, yeah. were you so, sad when it yeah. got
1: cancelled for March
2: no because it was never we were really really fortunate in that it was never cancelled it was only ever postponed so whenever we had to put dates back they were always replaced with yeah. new dates so it's happened a mm-hmm. couple of times but it's never we've never mm. had to use the c word um, mm-hmm. I mean you know
0: you, during the show you probably use the c word quite a bit but
2: <laughs> I don't I don't think Titania does. can I say the c word it's my favorite word it's not it's not uh, it, um, we're,
0: you we're in Britain so I I guess you can, yeah.
2: I feel like people who claim... People who claim that that word is their favourite word, it's just not true. You wouldn't say that if it really was. Do you know what I mean? I find there's something always quite, like, yeah. ingenuine about that. Just Didn't just, you just say that it's your...
0: But then you go over to their house and it's, like, it's, it's embroidered on pillows and you have yeah. got a big T-shirt that says hey, I it. I find it kind of twee. Like, well, you know what, that-.
2: That's kind of twee and gross. Mm. Just hate it. So, it why was I saying that? Oh, yeah, because it was never cancelled. Tony McGrath? Yeah, it was never cancelled. It was only a yeah. pushback. So that's really exciting. So, yeah, so no fringes for me this year. Are you... Tara, what are your oh, thoughts? On, I, oh, my God God,
1: I thought it was really funny listening back uh, to six months ago because in the beginning I'm like, yeah, something about like doing a work in progress at Leicester Festival and like taking an-. and now I'm just like, God, I've really had high hopes like that is hysterical. But anyway, I have not I'm definitely not doing any shows this year i don't know i mean do do you guys know like they're thinking of putting edinburgh it's going online isn't it but is there it hasn't been announced whether there's going to be like venues and stuff right
2: i don't think anyone's decided yet
0: the organizers keep sending me emails but I never open them so I should really do them <laughs> these
1: days, so. yeah I don't know there's a part of me that sort of thinks for fun it might be nice to you know go up and do a couple of weeks of like a work in progress or something that's just for fun because we're thinking about going to Australia when the borders open and I was just like well I might not be able to do it for a while so it'd be maybe worth doing but mm-hmm. I don't know I yeah I don't know if I can deal with the stress I just feel quite happy not not having to think about it right now so yeah so I think I might leave it. Matt Matt runs the Oxford Comedy Festival. Is that go- any thoughts on that Matt? Is that going ahead? Don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> great. Uh. <laughs>
0: I'm looking into some things. I I have a meeting on Friday, potentially, about a venue, and we'll see, so. I found a pretty good outdoor venue, which is not something I say lightly because I kind of hate the concept of outdoor comedy. And yeah, but so I'm having a meeting there and seeing if maybe I can move everything to that one venue. And then that way, it's a lot less stress for me, unless it rains. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, great, Well, that's exciting.
2: You do, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm aware so that you, know. you do know that you but, live in Britain, right? I just want to make sure that you're aware of that.
0: <laughs> (laughs) I am aware that I live in Britain, so it is a real crapshoot. Yeah, Yeah. but I will. I do remember that the first year we ran the festival, it hadn't rained. It rained the. It didn't rain, but one day the entire month of July, and which actually kind of sucked because then it was like 100 degrees everywhere. And the the one venue we had that year, that was our first year, it was basically a big conservatory. So we basically put all our shows in a greenhouse in the middle of the worst heat wave that Europe had ever experienced. You know, people were surprisingly cool with it. So, not physically cool, but, you know.
1: That's, that's nice. Okay, cool. So, the, the outlook on on festivals is fairly bleak still. Alice, <laughs> yeah. are you allowed to talk about the fact that you filmed Alan Partridge, or are you not allowed to talk about that? Because we'll just cut this out.
2: I, do you know what? I think I am. And there's a kind of, there's a, a, a whimsical way that I've arrived at that conclusion. Um, right. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. my, my very long suffering agent is very kindly at the moment figuring out how best to make it public knowledge without kind of breaking any rules because i think that there's it, it's under so many ndas and you have to be so so careful with what you say and what you don't say um so she's figuring that out and while she's doing that very carefully and properly i'm just going to start shooting my big fat mouth off <laughs> And ruin all of her hard work. No, I think that the upshot is I can talk about it because the series has now been announced. So yeah, okay. I'm in the new series of Alan Partridge, which is really exciting. That's and so that exciting. that happened since our podcast, I believe. Yes, it definitely did because that was that also helped me become less mad. It kind of that was another
1: one of the things where like <laughs> yeah. we literally talk to you and you're just like, oh, I never do anything. Oh, I don't get any work. And then literally I talk to you like two weeks later and you're like, I'm just. Feeling filming Alan Partridge and I was like I just felt like (laughs) fuck you like I actually hate you you are the most annoying person (laughs) because it's just like what what do you like what do you need that's gonna make you feel accomplished you know like you do so much and I'm just here being like well you know I feel good because I I baked some more cookies today so that's so exciting though I want
2: a badge well, a gold star and a badge that says you are good and then yeah. I'll be all right.
1: <laughs> You've achieved things in your life. Well done. You can relax.
2: I feel
0: like if we talked to you in like six months, you'd be like, I haven't done anything. And be like, oh, this behind me, those are my bathtubs. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Uh,
1: but well, they're not Academy Awards, so
0: <laughs> What are you doing in the Ellen Partridge series?
2: They were like, you can't talk about the content of the episode, so I can't tell you any of that. Okay. God, no, okay. I can't tell you what I'm doing, but I can tell you that I'm in episode four, which is exciting so you can't oh, talk about
0: shit. what you're doing on the show no because then you want we want people to be surprised when they watch the show we know you're there alan partridge is there <laughs> yeah that's a great comedy duo and
2: hilarity um, ensues and yeah tune in
0: shenanigans <laughs> shenanigans <laughs> it's just like yeah that's just the elevator pitch just shenanigans
2: shenanigans but, and tomfoolery
0: oh and tomfoolery yeah how would you fit both in
2: it was a busy it was a busy time in my life matthew it was a busy time but are there mix-ups
0: there. and misunderstandings?
2: Oh, and, uh, they are, oh, there certainly are.
0: <laughs> oh wow,
2: a, p- a plenty.
0: That's great. What's the series called? When it, do you know what it's called? Or it's,
2: it's called This Time with Alan Partridge, okay. and it is yes, yeah, so it's a follow-up to the first series of that same name. And okay. I think it's it's great, and it was a kind of crazy thing to do, just because I kind of I grew up with Alan Partridge, and Steve Coogan is kind of such a kind of familiar face, I think, to so many people in such a kind of. I don't know, in a, in a really kind of like visceral, mm-hmm. quite intrinsic way. So when I sort of got the job, it was, a, it was a massive thing and I was kind of so ludicrously excited about it. And then when I got onto the job and started working with him, it was amazing how it wasn't weird. Because oh. his face was so familiar. So I was like, oh, mm. yeah, okay. cool. Oh, no, this is this is real life. This is not what? And then I had a couple of like massive, quite private, thankfully, freakouts.
0: But then, but you, you went to on the set, you were like, oh, this asshole again. And
1: then... <laughs> you just kept going up, be like, yo, Stevie, what's going on? Yo, but babe. <laughs>
0: you just you poke him in the chest. You think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? Coogan, huh? What, i being escorted off? Well, I've, all right.
2: I've, I've learned vicariously through my sister. My sister is a, is a TV producer and works a lot in, like, kind of live event stuff. So she used to do... Uh, I think she got her start doing the original series of Pop Idol. For those of you decrepit enough to remember that, but she was working with Anton Deck, and she was the kind of the first person in our family to kind of do anything, like, in the world of showbiz. So we all thought it was, like, the most exciting thing that had ever happened, ever. And... <laughs> She, she got quite friendly with Ant and Deck. And then I remember once she was utterly mortified because I think she thought they were better friends than they were. And she'd made a joke about Deck's and/or Ant's haircut. He'd had a new haircut. And she passed him in the corridor and went, Hey, Ant and/or Deck, shit haircut. ha <laughs> ha. And he was absolutely horrified. And he was like, oh, really? Why? What's what's wrong with it? Is it not good? Oh, no. And she completely had misjudged the situation. And I still... You know when you get, like, sh- bursts of shame from the right. past? Like, you're trying to go to sleep, and then your brain will be like, sorry, remember this one really embarrassing thing you did 10 years ago? I get that for her. Like, right. I feel that still. And it didn't even happen to me. You can't so... even
0: remember who it did happen to, because you're like, Aunt or Deck.
2: I mean, they're kind of... The same right (laughs) so that that taught me a really valuable lesson which was like if you think you're friends you're not so just shush That's a good okay. lesson. Yeah. A good yeah. lesson. It's good
0: friends never become friends with anybody. No, or all friendships are false. Is that it's, ju-
2: it's just everything is just too risky. So just don't say anything ever, right. and then you'll and then you'll be fine.
0: Okay. Mm. <laughs> Should we continue this podcast then? Or <laughs> <laughs> I always can... think
1: that when I'm when I'm with you, Alice, I'm always just like, okay, you're about to open up uh, some intimate details, but just remember, you're not really friends. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: So you've already done all the recording for the series?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oops. And when's it come out? It starts on the 30th of April, so oh, okay. super soon. <gasps> That's my birthday. Oh, my
1: God. No way, Matt. Really? Yes. That's crazy. My mom's <laughs> birthday is the 30th of April. Oh, I was like,
0: why is that crazy? I have a birthday.
1: That's just yeah. weird. It's just a coincidence. Oh my god. You've
0: got a birthday,
1: too? <laughs> you were born? Well, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Um... um
2: Okay. As, oh, as was I'm looking here. As was Kirsten Dunst. There you go.
0: On on April 30th. Uh
2: huh. Oh. Gal Gadot. Really? Fabulous. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: that's pretty good.
1: And guess um, who else are um April babies? Hitler and Saddam Hussein.
2: You know <laughs> oh, guys.
0: Uh, you know, Hitler was Hitler died on my birthday.
1: Two days after his birthday. Oh, he must no, have just it's been celebrating. No, ten days after his birthday. Oh yeah, ten days.
2: Sorry. It says here that Lars von Trier was also born on April thirtieth, so maybe he he fits in with that that group, depending on how you view his films. I know some. Wait, people. isn't
0: Kirsten Dunst in a bunch of Lars von Trier movies?
2: <laughs> she totally is, guys. Uh, what's happening? This is right getting now? spooky. This is big. I, it's crazy. I
0: wonder if like if you went down the cast list of every Lars von Trier movie, he's like, I want to cast people who are in my. That's my terrible answer. He's like I only cast people who are born on April thirtieth and then
1: Well, you've got a good chance there, Matt. Yeah.
0: Lars, hit me up. I will do unsimulated sex on screen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is this is a way better conspiracy theory than the ones we had in the first half. Like I think this this could be this could be something special. You didn't get um, into
0: too many conspiracy theories, did you?
2: Well after the podcast.
0: Yeah, I mean you were I talking got, about maybe mm, like dipping your toe in and I was like please don't because it'll use Yeah, just I under. just
2: mm. I didn't I felt inferior in and I didn't feel quite crazy enough. I was, I kind of, I was definitely the most sane person in any of the kind of stuff that I was reading. So I was like, "Mm, it's not for me. Mm. I don't, I don't care to be the most sane person in the room because that's a scary room. So I'm going to leave. Right. that's
0: fair. I'm glad that
1: didn't happen.
2: (laughs) A friend of ours recently posted in one of our groups, she said
1: she didn't believe that you know, we'd been to the moon, as in humans. And her reasoning ended up being, I have my reasons which i thought was really funny i have my reasons uh, okay
0: are they based on anything or is it just gonna a-
1: elaborate or are they just it's, it's a hunch it's a hunch and i feel <laughs> Seems like it's accurate. Fishy. So. <laughs> um, okay i want to check that we haven't missed anything with you alice so let's just go over this quickly existential dread covered that <laughs>
0: <laughs> got that Got that
1: fixed. Got that. Alan Partridge, check that. Uh, okay,
2: I, I've got everything on here.
1: Alice, was there anything in listening back to the, the previous six months that surprised you listening back?
2: Yeah, I think how, I mean, again, similar to what I was saying earlier, like how manic I was in terms of my boredom and dissatisfaction. Like that was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of creepy. So that was surprising. I think as well, if I look at the last six months with kind of like the catastrophic kind of explosion of covid that happened over Christmas. Like I, mm-hmm. I love Christmas. Christmas is my time. So. When UK Christmas was cancelled, I definitely fell off a cliff into a deep, dark pool of despair. Oh, um, really? Yeah, like, that was that was big. I felt like my kind of, the weird, like, kind of white, hard grip I've got on my childhood still at nearly 33 was kind of <laughs> snatched away from me once and for all. So that was kind of bleak. But then I feel like as of January, it's just kind of got easier and easier. And that's been surprising. Because I think at Christmas, I thought, oh, well, it's just going to be shit always. But...
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: I feel like the the mood has generally improved which has surprised me. That's
1: good. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. amazing because I normally find Christmas really nice and then I find I plummet at about February where I'm just like this is this country is just a literal nightmare and why would anyone ever live here? Why did people come over here? Like I don't understand it. <laughs>
0: and then the weather's really bad too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so anyway, but I'm glad that that you know you're happy and doing well.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, no, Tara. I'm not I'm not happy. Like please, <laughs> let's get this into perspective. Like I'm still very much miserable, but like nope
0: happy just happy forever
2: i'm just you know better
0: <laughs> okay that's oh. all you can really hope for
2: don't get carried okay. away i mean guys we're all we're all comedians no one's happy here hey mm. at least
1: we have our road trip to the north coming up at some point that's that's oh, going to make yeah. you happy when are we
0: doing that <laughs>
1: oh my god tea, awkward so awkward <laughs> uh, we're where definitely we going to go, go- newcastle <laughs> where are we where going, are we going? We're going to we're going to visit our dear dear friend Jess to see her new baby at some point when I don't know we're allowed to go and touch babies because I'm not going all the way up there it's too far to go without being to touch the baby so mm. <laughs> so
0: uh, Alice what's the what's the biggest changes you that you've experienced over the last six months or have you any, had any big changes other than the mental health
2: big changes yeah that's good I think that is a good thing and I think that's something that everybody should consider actually there's a really there's an amazing scene in Peep Show where Jeremy played by Robert Webb is a kind of like if you haven't seen it he's kind of a waste wannabe musician who just kind of does nothing with his life Mm -hmm. at one point david mitchell who is his like long-suffering flatmate pays for him to go and get therapy And he's really resistant at first and like takes the money and has a massive curry instead. But eventually he does go and see the therapist. And afterwards he kind of comes straight from his session back to a house party that they're having. And he's like, therapy's amazing. You should have therapy. You should have therapy. He should have therapy. Everyone should have therapy. And I'm kind of a little bit like that now. I do identify with that because I'm really trying to like push the message. I'm like, everyone go and get therapy immediately because you need it because you are mad even if you think you're not you are so at the risk of being one of those people that is definitely what was the question
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was it that was the answer that's
1: okay yeah uh excellent okay matt what is the next question because I think we've got do we have any left any more questions
2: is there anything you wish you'd known six months ago that you know now I wish I'd known that I will I will get work again and it's not the end of the road because I think I go to that place quite easily and six months ago I definitely thought I was never going to work again I wish I could go back and just say chill out because you fun stuff's about to happen so just relax that's good yeah
0: And then and then what's next for you, Alice?
2: What is next? Well, I am theoretically going to Paris in a month's time Ooh. to study with Gollier, the clown teacher. Mm. So amazing. That's yeah, so cool. which would be really super exciting. I was supposed to go last August and then the world ended. So that didn't happen. Uh, who, who knows? I think I, I really hope it happens. I would love to go. I think clowning is amazing. I'm kind of bad at it at the moment, which I think in clown world is actually maybe a good thing. I don't <laughs> fully understand, which is why I need to go and learn more about it. So hopefully I'll be able to go if France recovers enough. At the moment, it's all kind of up in the air. Mm. Actually, that that that, uh, that is getting kind of tedious, that, that the whole, like, oh, I don't know, well, it depends, mm, if, maybe, who knows, perhaps, that is starting to really get on my wick, so maybe that'll happen, or maybe not, who knows, because that's June and July, and then, yeah, going into rehearsals for the Titania McGrath tour, which is happening in September. Um ooh. I think it is pretty much sold out, but they are talking about adding more London dates. So, if you want to find information about that, you can go on my website, which is alicemarshall.co.uk. That is so exciting.
1: Is there anything else that you'd like to plug? What's your social media and stuff?
2: Oh, yeah. So, I'm doing a couple more uh, online gigs, which, again, you know, uh, six months ago I was enjoying them, and I'm still enjoying them. I still think that, you know, there's a weird kind of... Strange little niche, niche, niche future for online comedy. Mm. I hope because I think it's kind of fun. So yeah, I'm doing a couple of gigs of those. Those sort. You can find those on my Twitter, which is at Alice Marshall. It's nice and easy. And what else is happening? There's another fun thing. Yes, I'm shooting a teaser, which is also a fun thing. (laughs) I've said that. <laughs> for it's a it's a teaser version of the Edinburgh show that I did in 2017 which oh. is kind of it's kind of weird because you know I feel like Edinburgh moves so fast when if you work Edinburgh to Edinburgh your shows are always kind of, I don't know if you guys find this, but my, my shows certainly are always so different. And you kind of create this brand new beast every year that kind of takes over your entire being and psyche. And you can't imagine a world when you weren't making that particular show. So to now have to go back to 2017, which feels like 500 years ago, in like Edinburgh terms, is kind of weird. But but it's been really fun to like revisit old stuff. And I think, Tara, you've said this as well about your previous shows, like we can be quite judgmental about old work but sometimes when you go back and you look at it objectively you're like oh no that was that was okay that mm. was that was that was an okay thing that i did <laughs> So yeah. it's not, it's like getting in a weird time machine and being nice to yourself in the past. So so
1: that's not that's blood, fine. is it? Is it? Yes, so it is blood. That is blood. Oh, amazing! Oh, is yeah. that the one that I that I was in mm. the vid- the little video? Yeah, you were. Oh yeah, that was such a fun show. I loved
2: that you show. Were. Yeah. That so we kind one, of was that the
1: one that you won the Brighton Comedy Award for? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh how exciting! So what are they? What's the teaser for? Is it potentially going to be made into like a show or something?
2: Well, I mean, TV show. That- that would be the kind of long-term amazing like rainbow dream goal but i think yeah it's just a case of like it has been a case of condensing the whole kind of our show into like a 10 minute screen version which has been mm. weird and kind of infuriating at times but also really really fun to do so yeah i mean hopefully but it will just be a nice i think it'll just be a nice short film in its own right which is oh, kind so of it's, it's actually going to
1: gonna be like a, a short film
2: mm, but kind of serves as a it serves as a, maybe a precursor to a slightly longer thing as well. So exciting. I love yeah.
1: the characters in that show yeah, so that's much. Good. So that's and, but it's amazing. kind of,
2: I'm, I'm getting the piss taken out of me a lot by everybody involved just because I play, in a nutshell, I play a version of myself who starts seeing alternate versions of herself. It's kind of like a Christmas carol. And I play everybody. So it's like <laughs> write a theme tune, sing the theme tune, do the makeup, do the costumes. <laughs> I do, I, um, I do the camera and the sound and I make the lights. <laughs> so I'm having some trouble letting go of authority. <laughs> uh, but it's great because I'm working with a double, so it's nice to kind of like have someone who looks an awful lot like me following me around the place. It's just really nice. I think I might ask to work with her every day and just have her with me all the time. <laughs> it's oddly comforting. Right,
0: to be able to look oh. at somebody who looks just like you. Yeah, yeah. whenever you want.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'll say you take this one. I don't feel like I don't feel like showering. You do that. Yeah, Wait, and right. you can just look
1: at her all the time and be like, "God, you're so attractive." Oh, because you look like me.
0: <laughs> be like, it'd be weird if we kissed. But what if we kissed?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Okay, that's not. Alright, alright, I went too far. <laughs> That's
2: not your job description, sorry. There's no such thing as too far. <laughs> oh well, Alice, God. thanks so
0: much for, for coming on. It's It's been pleasure. a pleasure catching up with you again, and we'll keep an eye out for your Alan Partridge please, show. Please do.
2: I hope I've been more more bearable this time. You were
0: <laughs> you're very bearable the first time. <laughs> that was... I, that mean, out of context. That was
2: I, I I I know. I disagree. I found it quite a difficult listen, so apologies for the first half of this podcast, and you're welcome for the second half <laughs> yay <laughs> All right, Pleasure. take care
0: bye
1: listening back I find it so funny because I look at the bathroom still and think that looks absolutely rubbish and I'm definitely going to fix that
0: that is <clears throat> that is always the problem with doing things yourself is that you'll always see the flaws in it <laughs> So, you know, and then people come over and they'll be like, oh, well, you didn't. It's, it's really nice. It's amazing. And I was like, what were you talking about? This piece is crooked. You can see a nail sticking out here. You can do see all these things. You can see the edges aren't even. And then you'll always see those things and just going to have to live with them. Because you're never going to yeah. fix it. So don't worry I about am, it. I <laughs> am.
1: I'm definitely going to repaint that bathroom, though. I'm going to paint it white because it was just a really weird blue color. I, I have no idea why I did that. But anyway, regardless, that's fine. I just thought it was funny listening back because I was like, oh, yeah, I still feel like that's. That's actually not good.
0: I was yeah, I was going to ask about that if you had come to terms with that. Come to peace with it. <laughs> come like, to peace with it. No. Yeah, found Don't peace beat yourself up about it.
1: Thanks, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate your support on that. The other thing was you talked briefly about your trip to Wales, which I think we might have already. Uh, We've already, discussed, we already covered yeah. that. We've discussed yeah, that, and cool. the fact you just got in there in time. You'd made a closet slash desk. Mm-hmm. How's that going? You still still loving that?
0: That's still where we sit every where we talk every week. I'm still sitting there. It's. Pretty nice I've added a ring light so that it, my face is nicely illuminated so everybody can see my weird complexion and I need to uh, I still need to finish it but actually I've been doing a lot of podcasting lately and editing and stuff and then Alice was kind of like you know you should also not do podcasting to the exclu- the exclusion of all the other things that you normally do because I haven't done any wood which is basically she was telling me like there's a lot of woodworking projects that you've kind of promised to do and you haven't
1: <laughs>
0: that was the subtext yeah. and I was like yes yeah, so I actually had the same thought so I actually am making a appointment with myself to do some woodworking on friday or saturday i think it'll have to be saturday because i have a meeting now on friday and um, oh
1: what's your meeting for
0: i am meeting with a venue that might potentially be an outdoor venue for the comedy festival
1: how exciting yeah
0: and if it works out i think it might be a a fine uh, venue for that so we'll see but yeah that's i'm yeah i'm trying to get more back on my uh woodworking tip though
1: fantastic well i look forward to hearing how that goes and i thought it was really funny listening back to how positive i was about the future as in like thinking i'd be like doing a work in progress that i would have done a work in progress back in like february at the leicester festival it's like whoa that's high hopes for the future but anyway you know it's kind of inspired me to just keep being positive because like why not you know like why not be hopeful like what I think that's better than just being like, Well, in six months I'm probably not gonna be doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as in like it's
0: <laughs> Well, first off I don't appreciate that impression you're doing of me. That's very hurtful.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, no. I'm I'm happy. I think it's I think it's like, you know what, I think it's understandable not to have done anything given that we've been in lockdown virtually the whole time since. So yeah. and yeah, that's that's basically all I can remember from that. What's well, been going on recently? With you. Mm-hmm. Hanging out
0: with Tavish. He had a swimming lesson today. Tomorrow we go to a play class, which is exciting. Oh, so, yeah. So we have to, let uh, me. Oh, no. Actually, tomorrow we're going to pick up one of those bike trailers for babies that goes behind a bike. Oh, that cool. That we put a baby in, you know? We're getting a yeah, used yeah. one for a really good deal, but we have to drive for like an hour and a half south. But oh my we're going to make a day of it and we're going to go to a park. So. so, like a National Trust site. So that'll be fun.
1: Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous.
0: So, so things are going all swimmingly, baby stuff. You know. Those kinds Amazing. Of but yeah, then that's about, that's about all I've got going on.
1: I think my big thing was this week was that Sam was going to nursery and uh-huh. I've been like really excited about that for for ages. And he went really, really well the first and second day. So like yesterday he was so happy. And then mm-hmm. today, after an hour of him being there, they called me and were like, He's really, really upset and can you come back? So I thought I was like on the home straight. I was like, this is amazing. Will and I went for coffee. We had such a lovely time. We were like, oh my gosh, we've got child free time.
0: Everybody in the coffee shop's like, those people are really excited to get coffee wow
1: (laughs) and they're so in love yeah (laughs) yeah it was yeah it was really nice and but you know i think it is just going to be one of those things it'll take him a little while to settle in you know i thought it was kind of it did seem too easy like yesterday when i dropped him off he was like bye mom and like really happy and then you know and i was kind of like oh god like he doesn't even miss me at all and in some ways (laughs) (laughs) i felt almost slightly relieved to uh you know that they did say he was upset today because not that i want him to be upset but more just that it's like, Oh, he does actually have some kind of maternal bond. So anyway, we'll yeah. we'll build that confidence again next week we'll we'll try again but yeah so that was my that's my most exciting news uh, at the moment but um yeah thank you so much for listening everybody and uh we hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please do rate review and subscribe and tell your friends and you know tell everybody uh even people you hate just you know just when you're walking past just make sure they know if you want to follow us you can follow us on at six months at Six Months Later Pod. You can also follow me on at Tara and W Comedy. Matt, do you want to... Plug your socials.
0: I'm on him Shadorn on the things, um, mostly on Instagram. Bryce I'm not post pictures of my adorable little baby. But more <laughs> importantly, I do other actual media. Uh, I have another podcast called St. Misbehavin. There'll be a new episode that came out yesterday when you're listening to this, and it is gonna be something fun, but I haven't recorded it because I'm recording it tomorrow. So yeah, so you should check that out as well. Wherever you get this podcast, Saint Misbehavin. But yeah, but and if you if you wanna hear extended versions of these interviews, you can support our Patreon. Patreon com uh just search for six months later podcast uh and you can get extended versions of all the episodes we've done so far extended interviews if you want to just make like a one-time donation that's also cool we're if you go to kofi.com uh, uh.com and search for cutie comedy lab you can just leave a tip there and that would be super nice uh and the links are all in the description so um you can check those out there but yeah but thanks again everybody it's it's nice of you to listen and we'll see you again next week
1: in six months
0: bye thanks guys <laughs> is that all right it felt weird
1: yeah anyway i'm gonna cut all this stuff out i don't know what i'm rambling on about <laughs>
0: Sorry. I this part out too where we talk about what we're cutting out <laughs> i will leave this part in and we cut people will be like oh my what
1: god I can, wonder what she said well,